Hi, my name is John Petty, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Growing Up in Flip-Flops. I've entitled this episode, That Song. I grew up in the Methodist Church. By grew up, I mean I attended Sunday school. I attended Methodist youth group. I was in the youth choir. I attended Sunday services with my mother. I grew up in the Methodist Church. A quick little bit of church history. The term Methodist was originally a derogatory term applied by students at Oxford University to this group of students led by John and Charles Wesley doing a different form of worship. And their different form of worship was a very ordered, strict, and repetitive style of worship. And so the other students called it Methodism. Well, the Wesleys embraced it, sort of like Wisconsinites have embraced the term cheesehead. Residents of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan have embraced the term youpers, and how old-time Floridians have embraced the term crackers. All were originally derogatory terms, but embraced by the people that they were referred to. And so that's how you get the term Methodist. Well, to say that Methodists are structured and organized is an understatement. I have made the joke before that you can set your watch by the actions of a Methodist church service, and that ain't too far off. Anyway, for a young boy attending a Methodist church service, it got old and repetitious and boring very, very quick. My mother recognized this and always carried a supply of pipe cleaners in her purse. And during the service, she would just hand me a couple and I'd sit there and play and bend and make little figures with pipe cleaners while listening to the service. When the hymns were being sung or anything like that, I didn't have to stand up. I could just sit there and play with my pipe cleaners. And the hour that I was in there just went by more quickly. But even playing with the pipe cleaners and being in these services week after week, I recognized that the order and I knew what to expect next. Now, in the church, you had the congregation facing one direction, and then you had a raised platform where the two ministers sat. And then behind them was what we referred to as a choir loft. And the choir was up there, and they faced the congregation. So you're in the congregation, you're in the audience, you're looking up, you see the pastors up on their platform, and then the choir facing you behind them. The choir entered into what was known as the choir loft, which was basically a story and a half to maybe two stories high, and it was terraced, so different layers of the choir could be seen. But there were two doors on either side of the choir loft that they came upstairs and entered that. Well, anyway, the choir would enter and sit there. When there were hymns being sung in the order of service, the choir would stand up. The choir did have, as it were, a solo, and that was when the offering was being taken. They would sing what was known as an anthem, while the 
ushers went around and passed the uh, offering trays through the aisles. And that was done solely by the choir. In front of the choir, up in the choir loft, was the choir director's stand. And the choir director had his instrument, the organ, uh, also up in the choir loft. And he sat facing the choir with his back to the congregation. This is all told to explain what I saw and what was the physical layout inside the church. Well, this one particular Sunday, we had a set of circumstances that all combined to create what you're about to hear. We had a relatively new choir director who had moved to South Florida from, I understand, Philadelphia, and also the somewhat unique experience that it was the 4th of July, and the 4th of July fell on a Sunday. So here we have this new choir director and a 4th of July Sunday. We get around, and I know it's time for the offering, so I have to sit up because I have to pay attention because there's going to be a offering plate that's going to go through my hands, and one of my great fears in life was spilling the offering plate and having all those coins and whatever fall at my feet. I have heard that happen on occasion. But anyway, what happened was I was... I looked up and I was expecting to see the choir under the choir director's direction stand up and then with a sweep of his hands instruct the choir to stand up and you hear the chairs rustling and everything. But in this case, there were, oh, about five little elderly ladies, blue hair and all, that got up with military precision stood up, left face, and marched out single file by themselves. They opened the door to the choir loft, and the last one in line shut the door. And as they went out, then the choir director stood up and with the sweep of his hands instructed the choir to stand, and they performed the offertory anthem. Well, then... The anthem ended, the ushers brought the offering plates up to the pastors where they received it, it was placed up up near the altar, and the choir director instructed the choir to be seated, and then the door that the little old ladies had walked out of up in the choir loft opens back up, and here this single file line of five little ladies, walks back in, the last one in line, shuts the door, and they sit down. Well, this is out of the ordinary in a Methodist church service. I've never seen this. What on earth is this? So I tug at my mother, and I, in a very furtive voice, I, Mom, what's going on? What happened? And she leans over to me, and also in a soft voice, they sang that Yankee song. Well, I certainly didn't know what that meant. I just, holy cow, okay. I later realized 
That Yankee song was the choir director from Philadelphia on the 4th of July in a South Florida church in the early 1960s had them sing the Battle Hymn of the Republic. A little bit of long memories and people not forgetting. I still am amazed at the long memory that would have led these five women in unison to refuse to sing the Battle Hymn of the Republic 100 years after the Civil War. I can only imagine as an adult the bickering and all the comments that were made behind the scenes when the choir found out that they were going to be singing the Battle Hymn of the Republic as the offertory anthem. But there I was at this, during the centennial of the Civil, American Civil War, seeing my own little history lesson right in front of me. Just absolutely to this day, it amazes me that uh, these women had such long memories and took what they believed to be such a principled stand. And also I smile at the thought of my mother whispering to me that Yankee song. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode.